Hey everybody, we're back. This episode is brought to you by Steel. And I want to touch on their, their battery power saw that we used MSA 200 uh, seed. And this thing eats, it eats. Now, I would, if you buy one saw, I would not tell you to buy a battery. I would tell you to buy a- It depends a, what your needs are. I would tell you to buy a gas power because nothing eats like gas, okay? But it, if you're doing um, home chores in the city, battery all day, if you have like property, like managing for whitetails, gas. Yeah, I'd, I'd push it towards like the, what's it called, farm? Uh, farm boss? Farm boss, yeah, maybe that or a little bit bigger. We've got MS-311s and then this 200 CB, this battery powered saw, it really like, people give battery a bunch of crap. If you go on Steel Social, anything's posted about battery, there's a bunch of rednecks in the comments saying, it's battery, batteries suck. Well, this thing like did work today and I worked for like six hours with it. Um, didn't have to charge the battery, like it, it really did it. So, it's amazing, there's no, if you struggle with starting things, this is your go-to because yeah, all you do is make sure that batteries charge and you hit the trigger and it's yeah it's extremely user friendly yep so check that out steel dealer there's one near you maybe an ace that's where uh, that's where we go to if we need something uh bought quickly or we have a small engine space that we go as well but check out check out the battery option and if you have any steel questions always message us or email us let's get into it Quick housekeeping. Um, thank you to everybody that's left a review. If you've rated our show on Spotify, just message us. We'll go by the honor system. Message our Instagram, say, hey, I did this. And then we'll we'll put you in there because we can see all the Apple ones, but not Spotify. So just let us know. We're going to announce that uh, probably next week. Yeah. So... Uh, we'll announce it here on the podcast as well as on our Instagram, yep. if, if that person has one. But uh, on our way home from another management day, uh, they've been few and far between. That's okay. Um, like I alluded to in our last podcast, I did have my son within the 24 hours, like I thought. Um, Nate and I actually both uh, had, had our... We should uh, get into that a little bit. Had our sons on the same day within... 50 within the hour just a little change up from the, our normal content both of our wives were extremely pregnant they had the same due date same due date and um which tom Senna likes to say hey there's only so much time in between spring turkening trips you are right tom all right um so same due date okay and we True. never actually thought that babies would come same day correct therese <clears throat> Therese is a baby machine, okay? Therese just has babies. <laughs> Having baby for Therese is like, is like, that's my wife. Yeah, that's Tom's wife. It it seems like kind of like, all right, I'm just having a baby today. Mm -hmm. It just like comes very natural to her, um, which is excellent. My you wife, should tell again, her. we only had, we've only had one so far. This was our second that we had. And it was number three for me. The f I mean, my wife Michaela's first 
labor experience was a little drawn out. I mean, 36 hours. I mean, yeah, there's, there've been longer, but that's also, I mean, it's longer. It's longer. Okay. So, um, that just have that mindset going into this. Okay. So Thursday night, we're all together last Thursday night, the 19th, we're all together. And I texted our group chat. I was like, Chinese tonight because my wife Teresa had yep. been laboring the night before and we, we yep. knew baby was coming soon yep next probably the next day or two for yep. sure and Chinese is like the meal Teresa kind of started this mm-hmm. he's like Chinese is the last meal I have before I uh every it's been our last meal every for every kid so I was kind of like joking in the text I was like all right induction Chinese tonight so we all we all got together and we were all thinking like okay Teresa's having the baby tomorrow tonight or tomorrow mm-hmm. okay she just is. And I was like, Michaela, man, like, it could be the next few days. days. Yeah. Could be, I don't know, it could be in early, early next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah. Er, like, earlier in the week, I was like, mm, I bet Thursday to Saturday, sometime in there. But then I was like, man, she's having some more contractions, nothing crazy. So I'll start off with 1.45 a.m. Michaela wakes up. And we had, we knew that it was going to happen that night, so we sent. Yes. My kids with my mom. That, yeah. You, you, and then we labored yeah. through the night. Treese did. Treese did, yep. At home. At home. Michaela wakes up, 145. I think my water just broke. Sure enough, the water did break. Um, Everywhere. So that, it was like full on like water explosion. Like, like almost like in the movies where like, it's like a, like, uh, like if you were holding a balloon, like how big, how full was this balloon? If, if you just hit it with <laughs> like, a needle, it was like it was like if you like filled like two cups, three cups of water, like just poured it on the ground. I mean, oh, that's okay. a lot of. I mean, yeah, a lot of fluid. So, anyways, as soon as that happened, um, the contractions start for her to pick up pretty thoroughly, and I check my fine friends, and I see Tom Tree shooting down Forty Eighth Street. They're going to the hospital. I'm like, no freaking way. So I was like, man, this could happen. So basically, for those of you who haven't had kids, once the water breaks, technically, you kind of that that's like a that's like a a starting point for when like baby has to come because heart contractions begin. Contractions begin, but also they're worried about infection. I think there's some amount of time like. You have to have the baby within 24, 36 hours of your water breaking, ideally, for infection reasons. So, Michaela called her her lady. She's got a midwife. She's like, all right, in the next five hours, you need to be at the hospital. If you want to labor at home for a while, go for it. But in the next five hours, be at the hospital. So, we're like, okay, cool. So, called uh, called the grandmas because we have to have someone to watch our two-year-old. And Tom's kids are already watched. So, called the grandma. Contraction started to get a little more closer together, a little, a little tougher. So we're like, let's go to the hospital. Long story short, your kid came when? Um, Milo is my new son. He came uh, 742 AM. And my son Callahan came at 841 AM. Yep. So closer than you and I. Yep. So that was pretty wild. And then it made the news. Yeah, so I get a call. Hey, this is John with 1011 News and Lincoln here. Are you, are you Nate? I was like, yes, that's me. 
did you and your brother have babies on the same day? I was like, well, yeah, yeah, we did. Yep, we did. Um, I was like, yeah, technically they're like 59 minutes apart. Um, he's like, well, I want to do a new story if it works for you guys. Okay. And of course me being the guy and I was like, that's sure, where, that's man. where you effed up. You should have said no. I was like, I don't care if this will, if this makes your job easier, if this, if this gets your story done for Saturday or for Friday, whatever, go ahead. Um, the wives weren't as thrilled about that, but they were on the news. So all of us we were, were on the news. We, we were all interviewed. over the news. We yeah. were, we were the, the, the news at six, the news at 10. I got texts from people that I don't get a lot of texts from. So I'm on the news. It's all over Facebook. Yeah. So it's so. kind of interesting, you know, when like my only, re- yeah, my only really regret is like you do kind of, we like to at least give it some days before you post it to the world. And 10, 11 news like was the first of, source yeah. of telling people how it was not, made it, to it wasn't ideal. It yeah. wasn't, I wouldn't do it again. Freaking Johnny. But it happened. Does he listen? <laughs> no. All right. Um, so yeah, anyways, both babies are healthy. Both uh, both moms are healthy. That's all you can yeah, we're all for. doing well. So we uh, snuck away for a uh, for a quick management day. You know, yep. Kids are at daycare. At least mine are. And um, you know, you got you got to keep parts of your normal life uh, when you have when you have newborns. You know, it's it's important that you. It's important for us to to reset, but even more so our wives. So. Mm-hmm. If you have a young kid, make sure that your uh, your wife gets out and and does things to help reset her as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, I had to come down to Kansas to get some uh, some fingerprints done. Um, not in trouble, but I just needed to do them in Kansas. Um, and so we we're like, let's just make a few hours at the eighty. So we did quite a bit of management stuff. Yeah. We've been working on a new piece of our property. That it's literally, I mean, it's a handful of acres in the north that is probably the thickest stuff on the property. I'd say so, yeah. It's made up of absolute crap timber. There are thick spots, but it's better timber. Yeah. You know, like, this is just, it's so undesirable. Like, it's not doing anything but shade, and there's too much of it. Hedge. Zero. Locus. Like, 100% crown closure. Like, there isn't. I mean, there just isn't stuff growing underneath those trees much. Yeah. So we're just going through and like literally to get access to these areas. Sometimes you we're like on hands and knees, like crouching down because it's so thick. Yeah. It's a it's stage one of many couple of years. Yeah. So we're trying to get rid of the like forest floor to about ten to twelve feet high. That's kind of what we're going after right now because there's a bunch of young hedge and things that are growing up to where we it's it, like you can't get around like there are there are parts of the that area that deer can't get through. This so we're getting that yeah. out and piling it up and it be, we did a really good job with that. Yeah. We opened up a lot of areas. The issue is that the big trees that are causing all the shade, you can't drop them. No, it's not safe to drop them. There's no there's no space to drop them. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind we kind of worked from an opening that was already. Um, just south of it or just east of this area and um, started like drop some bigger trees like working working uh, west so you're starting to get into the to thicker stuff but um, that's basically where you got to start because you can't you can't drop a tree if it's got nowhere to go yeah. so um, yeah I mean 
I thought it was, I thought it was a good day. I, I don't know. I think basically what's next is um, if we wanted to get the DR in there and spray, we could, mm -hmm. but really just um, girdle. Yep. Get some more sun in there. Yeah. That, I think that's key one. I mean, I think that's helped us a lot with the, I mean, we've transformed areas like this before. Yep. And, and, and we're just in the early stage here. So it's, it's a lot of work at the beginning, but if we girdle and then treat with Tordon, like, this area will be like some other areas that are now very good on our yeah. 80. So it's with these small properties, you got to make every acre count. And this was an, this was an area on the property where like, there's a few acres that there's, there's some animals using it, but turkeys aren't using that area. Mm -hmm. I don't think deer are really using that area. I mean, there are a few beds and some of that stuff today, but like just getting through, just not happening. There's like no fresh sign in there. It's like, it's simply because they couldn't get there. Yep. So you just like, if you own like 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, even, just make sure every single, just look at it and just make sure that every single one of those acres is doing something good for you. And this was one of those areas that's just been a pain in the butt because it's like, it's not doing a whole lot of good for us. And it, it took to year four to, to get to it yep. because all these other areas that are a little bit, maybe in our eyes, I don't know higher priority mm -hmm. um we we tackled those and like we feel good about those so we're not having to hit those areas right now yep. we might in, in later years if we want to make more adjustments but it was the year to really tackle this north section yep um it's feeling shetty out there like it you, is you want to be able to you want to look but like we know that nothing's dropped yep so it's kind of like we're just taunting ourselves um i don't know mid-march is really the time to be in the woods uh where we're at so yeah, so we've been patient. Our, our cameras have been hot, though. Yep. To finish this segment up. Like, we we had a night this week where we had, like, 10, 12 bucks on camera. Yeah. A couple, a couple of uh, the big ones that we know pretty well. Um, and everything's holding. Both sides, yeah. Both sides. They're out. Like, we haven't seen half racks. I talked to uh, a couple other industry buddies, and they're, they're seeing the same thing. So, hey, I know you're antsy. I know it. I feel it. All right. We're really taking it chill. Like we're, yep. we're not just wait. We're not crossing over to the east side of our property at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like all this work today, like wouldn't have bumped any deer like 200 yards away. Yeah. Um, we did bump some turkeys. We saw like, eight yeah. rope draggers at least. Was, I'm talking rope draggers. There's one paintbrush in there, like third to last. He was big in. Yeah. That's coming. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, maybe like one mid-February trip and then off of it until sheds, mm -hmm. you know, and let let the deer settle and hopefully scoop and then, and then work our, like the last two weeks of March and the first week of April, we need, like, we need to hit hard mm -hmm. um, timber-wise because we are, I mean, we're putting some, I, don't, I wouldn't say really putting it off. Um, there's more we could be doing, but I think with the newborns here and, and everything, I think... Yeah. Timber-wise, as like we do need to get some fire breaks finalized, mm -hmm. we do need to run some fire, but yeah, it's a little snowy right now to be doing all that stuff yeah. already. But we just need to talk about what other timber um, sections we really want to work. Yeah, you know? today we finalized in uh, our transition plot, which man, we've had we had some incredible hunts in there. Um, we had some frustrating hunts. I almost killed Babe out of that tree. 
Sasquatchy too in the flesh. That was the only time we saw him in the flesh this season. Saw Tommy out of that tree twice. Could have shot him both Wide times. Load. Wide, Wide load. Twice. Ricky. The issue, man, the, the tree placement, we've talked about it before, but the tree placement on this transition clover plot is ideal. You can see into the beans a little where bit. Where we've been sitting the last three yeah. years. You can see super far north where, we call it the north clover, where, man, seeing down into that and into the low parts of our AD is incredible. Um, but we get pegged out of this oak. We get pegged. They're just onto us. <laughs> and there just aren't that many other great options. So we're trying to figure out. We're, we're really we're looking for a tree. I think we might have talked about that on, on a previous podcast. But we're looking for a tree before we make any management changes in there. Because just trying to figure out how to switch it up. Yeah. So, but that's that's the AD update. We're going to get into our next conversation, which... If you don't know about the uh, little, like, you, Matt, okay, Steve Ranella, he host of Meat Eater, super smart guy. Obviously, they have the show, podcast, um, giant, awesome company. Um, we, we, we've met Steve a couple times, but we met a bunch of the other Meat Eater folks this summer. They're uh, genuine. That seems like a great group of people. His brother, he's got a couple brothers, but... His brother, Matt, has been more open about um, how he feels about the hunting industry, um, privatization of land, hunting celebrities, in air quotes, um, hunting influencers, in air quotes. Um, If you really want to get listen to a very good conversation with him, I mean, he's been on multiple podcasts. You need to listen to the Ben O'Brien Woodside. Yep. He just had him on. He had him on, yeah. A month ago. I think he's been on like the Kifaru um, cast as well. Um, I haven't he, listened to that. Last year he was on Meat Eater. Yeah, I, that might have sparked. Well, first they you came should, out with an article. You should and, listen to that. And then, um, yeah, then Steve had him on, mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to oppose everything that Steve does. Yep. And that I mean that got spicy at times. It did get spicy. Um, Pretty sure Steve that said that it was his effing podcast. He can yeah. talk about what he wants. I'm like, got some truth there. That's a power move. That's good stuff. Matt was going to, like, try to toss Steve under the bus in a couple moments. Um, yeah. Like what brothers would do. But anyway, we want to discuss it because um, it's a little spicy. He's get like, but also there's things that he's got, he's got a little off. posse. Yeah. Um, they must all play card, cards on Thursday night, and they just uh, all hate the exact same things. Um and okay, I think maybe we should go through some things that we agree with them first, and then some things that we don't agree with. Okay. But first, if you're not, if you have no idea about Matt and what he's trying to get after, you should go on Instagram. Hunt quietly is his Instagram page. You should just listen to. I think he has a podcast. Yeah, he you should, does. You should just listen a little bit. You should see his post. Just kind of see what he's about. I'll get to the negative thing. I really hate their Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're just, it. Uh, let's do positive first. Positive. Is w- they're bringing up some valid points? Mm-hmm. I will say that. Has public land gotten more pressure? Yes. I, I like this this side that this one side of their argument. Mm-hmm. They're just tackling it in a way I wouldn't. 
Yes, I agree. I it has. From what? It's multiple sources. You, I think I think one one of their mistakes is they're kind of pointing at one or two things. It's a lot. It's COVID. It's people having flexible, more flexible time. I think. I think it's. It has definitely to do with social media. Social media definitely affects it. Hunting TV, YouTube, it totally affects it. Um, but it has gotten more busy. And what Matt really wants is he wants he wants it. He wants hunting to be not monetized. He wants people to do it when he they wants, really love it. He wants hunting to be quiet. He doesn't want people to be recruiting new hunters. Yeah. He's okay with... He hates our... He, he would hate our newhunter.org. He would hate and it. And he does not like hunting common. Yes. Um, he he like wants... Ben has. It, he wants people to just find hunting on their own and like become a hunter. He's fine with that, but he doesn't want us to be recruiting hunters. Yeah. Which I which I understand that I understand his where he's coming from there. Yes. Back to the positive. Um, do you got any other other things on the positive side um, of what they're trying to? I don't accomplish? know. They're like they're against the privatization of land. Very very anti lease land very, trust. Very anti land trust. Um, which I I don't honestly. I don't, I don't hate that aspect a ton. Like, I, I don't see like the way land trust is going does scare me a little bit. Like, it makes mm-hmm. it makes okay. like their their advertisement is literally like this. This takes out the door knocking. Like this takes out you trying to find permission. I'm like, I love that about hunting. Like, having the hope of there's permission out there that you don't have to pay three thousand dollars to hunt somebody's land for two days yeah like, that is a very that's a joy in my life like how like how many years until like everything's paid to play yeah uh, yeah not that many and so that's one of their issues which i totally agree with on that front like hunting is just being monetized so quickly for sure but i mean land trust is pretty ridiculous like they're advertising a ton I mean, it, from their point, it's a, it's a great idea because people people have the money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have the yeah. money to pay for it. But, like, that takes out me doing 100 letters. Why would somebody allow me to hunt their place for free, just, just like a permission like we've been doing for 20-plus years? Mm-hmm. And and when they, they could go through land trust and get paid. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. But then... That just narrows down the people that can hunt. I mean, that just take that. I mean, it just means you got to have more money than the next guy to be able to hunt yeah. where you want to hunt. And that's just, I don't always agree with that scene. So I don't really hate all their motives. Um, kind of getting into the things I, I just don't think they're the hunt quietly folks, Matt. And there's another guy. There's, there's a couple a, of them. Yeah. yeah. The, the way they're going about it is bothering me a little bit. One, they're just exposing the hell out of like a lot of industry folks. They're not doing it in a polite way. They're doing it in a rude way. They're not tagging them on their posts, so they're just like trying to do this without them seeing. I'm like, dude, in my life, I really feel like you got to have a conversation with people if you want to change. So like, I'd way rather see like a meaningful conversation of, hey. So one thing they've been doing is they've been taking like hunting celebrities and in, in quotations. That's not a thing in my brain. But, like, Dudley, John Dudley, and I saw, like, Eric Chesser from Hushin. Um, they were, like, showing Damn. how many animals they killed in a fall. And Matt's point was, like, 
It's you only more, need yeah. one elk to survive for the entire year. They're killing to get likes. Like, they're killing to get content, which there's valid point for that. I mean, a lot of those guys are killing way more than mm-hmm. they need. They do donate it, which is great. I mean, the, 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 it's not like they're wasting meat. Like, the meat's going to feed people, but it is more than what their families need, for sure. I'm sure a lot of them give it to friends. I know freaking Haynes, Cam Haynes, like, I, I, I see videos where he takes his shit to work. Yeah, and just gives it out for free, which is amazing. That's a, it's a huge gift, and people uh, people love the crap out of that. Um, but just the way that it's their page is so negative, it's just negative. Like there's no positive energy there. It's just negative, hating on things, upset about things. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, if you want to really have an impact, you're gonna have to turn that around. Just be positive. And yeah. The crazy thing is, um, we were talking with. Doug Dern a little bit. He was just messaging us on Instagram, and like the only reason Matt has a voice is because of his brother Steve, because of the outdoor industry. Yeah, it's like nobody would know who Matt Ranello is if Steve was not here. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wouldn't have a, a platform or a voice to say all these negative things about Steve. And it's really hard because yeah, he's he's totally openly against meat eater, which is really interesting. It's like. Like you, if you left identical drawing, then you just like turned and hated mm-hmm. everything that we did. It's like it's hard not to just see kind of a butthurt brother that's just not making or it. slightly jealous. Yeah, maybe. that's that's what that's yeah that's that's one hundred percent. I'm like like Steve's made it. I mean, he is the biggest outdoor personality He's or going in the history books. He is like like legit um, as an author and just an outdoor guy hunting and. Hey, it's hard not to one be like, point you're just that, hating on him um, because he's found success. One point that Matt was really sticking to, if you listen to, his pot, to Ben's podcast with Matt on it, um, he says that every single year hunting's gotten worse for him. Mm-hmm. And Ben had a hard time getting around that. And I would as well. Like, I, You might have to work a little harder, and uh, but our public land experiences have definitely not gotten worse mm-hmm. um, over the last five six years it depends where you're going depends what seasons you're hunting but man we hunted several different states this year private and public and dude getting away from guys was not really an issue Mm -hmm. granted we're lucky to be able to do this full like full in the fall you know like i mean we can hunt during the week yeah all that stuff but man he just complains about pressure and stuff all the time i'm like man we just didn't we just don't feel that just don't we don't have that issue. Um, I know it's more of a thing than it has been for sure, but it's an important thing to, to, I think as humans, it's, it's good to be able to hear, uh, the opposite side of what you believe and actually think about it and really like ingest it and, and, and see how it feels and see actually like, don't listen to anybody else's opinion. If somebody falls like against it, against something and, you think you should be as well like uh, this like right now everybody's preaching that you should have your own voice but nobody does through social media and i think it's important to hear like a very different argument like matt's bringing up but actually like what are his points yeah ingest it yeah are there things that we actually should change here and yeah i've actually battled with that back and forth before like should we really be posting on social media about this like I've, I've actually thought that like what is that doing 
is it is it doing good for the hunting community? I think at surface level it is. Is it big picture though? You know, it like we tr- like we really are more of a media company and less influency, uh, but we still have like partners that want us to to push certain products. You know, and like I don't know, it's it's a part of the industry that we don't love. We straight up have declined working with people because they need so many pictures of their product with certain shirts on or their product with the dead deer. Like we don't do that. Sink crusher back in the day wanted us to be taking photos of our deer with a sink crusher back in front. I won't, I can't. You saw, but you saw a ton of people doing it. Awful. That's awful. That, that crap makes me sick. It's so terrible. Like that bag didn't kill the deer. You did like people that like put products in front of the deer. Like, well, this is how it happened. Just, I hate that kind of side but of it. Like for 15 years, it's like, well, that's all we grew up with. Yeah. So, right, like our first two years getting into it, it's like, oh, should we be doing this? And we yeah. had to think about that. Yeah. And then we just, it was distasteful for us. Yeah. And we just didn't. Um, we were the shift. Our Like our timing was a shift because we had yeah. our sponsors our, realize that we were doing it. We were putting content. We were putting their products into our content very like low key. It mm-hmm. wasn't like the big like look at this. It's on. I'm setting my scent blocker on top of the deer. Like we just weren't doing that. And they're like, ooh, kind of like that. So we like we were a part of that shift. Of yeah, no, we didn't do that it. shift. But it was like that that timing that yeah. we were around. Yeah. Yeah. So like I get that, and I mean YouTube. I mean THP, the hunting public, they get a lot of heat for this. Like, yeah. Hey, there is. There's a valid point to when you see them shoot a giant whitetail buck on public that you can hunt, that makes you want to go hunt that. Like, it makes Mm -hmm. dudes, like, want to do that. And when when those videos are getting millions of views, I mean, hell, that's going to add to the pressure, no doubt about it. it's absolutely adding to the pressure, yeah. So we've done different things for our YouTube. We've been really keeping states out of it, which is hard. States out of titles, yeah. States out of titles. If you go to click the video and we say... Nebraska, South Dakota, Kansas, like that's going to happen, but we're not going to, we're not trying to say, um, like giant buckshot in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there, it's interesting, but yeah, the whole, it's an interesting, interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Um, just ponder just because he, he does, but we're very pro hunting industry. Yeah. Yeah. There are some sour apples in it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but for the most part, it's a lot of good people and I don't, I don't want to see the death of it yep. by any means. I think the important thing, I think the important thing to think about is one is what you're doing with your content or how you're hunting. Why, why are you hunting? Yes. Is it, is it like, is what you're doing nurturing the future of hunting? And so like, when I think about Matt hates like recruiting new hunters, he thinks the R3 is just trash, which R3 and a lot of things could be reformed. I like I like what R3 is going after. I don't think it's super effective the way that the big R3 does it, but it's like, man, the hunters that me and Thomas have, have introduced are, man, they're people that I want in the community 
of fighters for hunting. And so, like, I'm never going to oppose getting more people into it. More educated, smart, like, well-rounded folks that care about the resource, I will always fight for that. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, that I just can't get on on board with. I'm also, like, for hunting to, like, you kind of want hunting to be popular because that's just going to, like, normalize the things that we love, which is getting, like fought after right now i mean yeah. hunting's kind of been choked out in, a, in some places in the last handful of years i mean you're seeing more and more bills come up that are really trying to take away our public lands or get certain things banned mm-hmm. i mean so i'm just like more people in that is great yeah no, i know i don't want more people in my spot hunting like i get that argument it's just like i don't know i think there's a different way to do it than just calling people out and being negative on on social about it all but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see where this goes. I'm not sure. Just something good to 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 think about. Just educate yourself think about on why it a why bit. why are you hunting? Are you hunting so you like when you see a big buck from distance and think about potentially killing this deer? Is it so you can post it on Instagram? Is it so you can bring the meat home? Like what what is it? And yeah. really kind of figure that out. Yeah, and I think one of the things I just don't like about Matt's mentality is that he's just like he insults people like yeah. if you have a His voice argument just that, like, be so polite yeah be kind to yeah. people like don't like he's like just making insults about how people are monetizing hunting yeah. and stuff like that and just doing all that i'm just like man we we hear we hear people trash on influencers youtubers crap like that and just like man if you're the type of person that's going to trash on certain folks i just saw a thing that Dave Ramsey was talking about. If you love him or hate him, I don't. I don't really care. The guy's got some things going for him. He's like successful people don't hate on others. They build up. Like they build. They when they see success, they they love it. They like build up people. Whether it's their enemy you're succeeding or or whoever, when they see success like that, they step back and they appreciate that success. Like they just build people up, positive. And I'm just like. When you see haters like that, that are just negative and just tearing you down, they're just, in my mind, just you're not the way the, to do it. You're asking for en- enemies with it. Yeah. Um, one last time, I'll uh, say to listen to this podcast that Ben did with him. Like, Ben was able to disarm him, and yeah. and he was able to. Ben's talked to so many and so many people in the hunting industry, and and uh, been in it on, on both sides. He's been and in been it, in it. Um, and sees mistakes he's made in the pat in the past, but also kind of disarms matt at times and in like the last 45 minutes of the conversation you can feel matt like calm down mm-hmm. and like actually maybe like take some of some advice from ben mm-hmm. and that was refreshing because I, I think matt is kind of just rushing into this mm-hmm. in some sense and he gets he gets like crazy when he's on a podcast and starts screaming from the rooftop but i think um like one of one of his arguments with steve that just bothered me the most was like when you're out hunting, like, are you thinking about, like, missing your kid? Like, do you miss your kids? Are you thinking about going home? Things like that. And Steve's like, yeah. <laughs> and Matt's like, well, that means you're just doing it for the money. Like, you don't really love it. Like, you're just doing it for the money. You kind of sound like him first. I was going there. And I hated that argument because it's like, no. You can be a loving father, miss your kids, and still be doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Like, 
identical draw. We've been living the dream. We get a hunt 50, 60 days in the fall. Like, on the, like when you're on day 10 of your elk hunt and you're living the dream, like, you, we're, we're loving the hunt, you miss your kids at home. Like, certain things like that. Like, some yeah. of his arguments just are super filled yeah. with holes, and it's just like, I don't know. I think he, I think he could do some thinking, and hopefully they continue to just transform. I, it, it worries me when I see people that, ha, like, have these very opinionated pages, and they just can't hear the other side. Yeah. Whether it's public, like, po- like pol- uh, politics, Republican, Democrat. If you're on either one of those sides, and you can't, like open your ear to the other side and just actually absorb what they're thinking. Yeah. I just, I can't get on board with that. Like, I think you have to have a level head. If you can't that's listen. Kind of, yeah. yeah. If you can't listen, you could totally disagree. Totally disagree. But it's just like, you have to be able to listen appropriately. And I, I feel like that's what they've been lacking mm-hmm. with this page. Um, I thought it was, there's an interesting moment where Matt apologizes to Ben for, uh, interrupting him. Did you hear that part? Uh, oh, that was so funny. Um, yeah, like Matt, Matt apologizes he's, he is, too, Ben. He's like the interrupt, like he interrupts. I mean, Steve does too. Like they sound the same at times, yeah. Matt and Steve. But um, yeah, Matt like interrupted. I mean, Ben interrupting Ben like the whole podcast, and then did it again like when Ben was mid sentence, and like apologize. Like it was funny. Like I, he's like, I shouldn't be doing that. I, I'm sorry. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you should listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen to those podcasts. Just just be a part of it because it is interesting. It's kind of a new thing that, uh, that's been kind of popped up on the radar, and some of it bothers me. Some of it just, like, there's some, yeah, there's some valid just, points, and I just don't think they're always getting across the well uh, the best way possible. But I just don't want to keep splitting up this industry, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many sides already taken. I don't know. We'll see. It's been good to us. There's a lot of good people in it. Um, I think if you're doing it for the right reasons, and we, the last reason that Thomas and I hunt is for the light game. Like when you smoke half rack at ten yards, I'm not. I, I'm just not that thinking about not the post. I'm not thinking about the YouTube video. I'm just like that was insane. That experience was epic. Like I think about that content in the way of man, I will like. I'd love to relive this later down the line. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's something that that's, that, that's why we started ID is yeah. so that we could relive these memories. Sharing yeah, with we, you guys, we, just wanted, to, we wanted to be able to watch our hunts again. Yes. And so it's like, man, like just do it for the right reasons and really ponder that if you, if you need to ponder it. And that's about it. We're going to be at Western hunt, uh, and conservation expo. In Utah, um, maybe we should take our podcast gear and, and get a couple podcasts. That'd actually be smart of us. I would. You're the podcast manager. Can you line some of those up? Maybe uh, have uh, Rick Rick on and talk about some new products. We should do that. Okay. Um, we've got we've got some fire turkey camps under the way. Yeah, planning for turkey camps. Um, we're gonna have some turkey episodes dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkey episodes dropping, and uh, one of them is containing my secret sauce to getting your turkey permission this spring. <clears throat> so, I I know you guys have been waiting for that one because I get messages all the time. So it's coming. I sent out already a handful of letters. No yeses yet, but <clears throat> it's in the works. So stay at it. Well, um, don't forget. 
if you want to win the Spark Solar, you've got another week. If you leave a rating or review on Spotify, they do ratings. I don't think they do reviews. Message us so that we know you did because we can't see it. If you do it on Apple, we will see it. These so can be dark, depressing times as a, as a whitetail hunter. Yep. You know, late January, there's not a lot going on. You're waiting for sheds to drop. But take your vitamin D supplements. Hang in there. It'll be uh, September 1 before you know it. Yep. And with that, we'll call it. And if you want to Venmo me for having a new baby, it's Nathan-Crick01. I'm going to cut that out. Okay. Peace.